Welcome to the Adventure Girl Podcast. Each week, your hosts, Michelle Shanklin and Deanna Hammond, sit down and chat all things adventure. These dog mamas, adventure lovers, and coffee addicts share personal stories, tips and tricks, and inspiration to help you live a life full of adventure. Now on to the show. Hey, everybody. What is up? We are coming from you live from Zoom today. Say what? No, you're not seeing us. Uh, We just had some issues with our previous recording service, and we wanted to try something new to get you guys some better quality, to try uh, get some more consistency in in vocal levels. So uh, Deanna is across town in Zoom world. And uh, hello. Hello. And uh, yeah, we're going to get this party, this Zoom party started, which I feel like is kind of the new thing now. So we're just... We're just hopping on the trend, but using it only for our voices today. Yeah, Zoom happy hour, definitely a thing these days. <laughs> my So this is my Zoom account, and I have a very generic um, password because lots of my company uses it for happy hours because I have the one without the limits. So you can go as long as you want on this bad boy. So anyways... We hope you enjoy the new audio. Uh, we're testing it out, so if it's really bad at the end, I'm so sorry. Um, we'll try something else new, but uh, we are trying, trying, trying to get better audio. So with that said, let's move on to today's topic. So a few weeks ago, maybe months ago now at this point, everything is blending. I don't know when, when it is. Uh, we talked about doing things that scare you and some challenges that we had on the horizon and a little bit of both Deanna's and mine involved running. Um, Prior to October, I was not a runner and prior to April. Yeah, pretty much like, I don't know, five weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, So a little (laughs) bit ago, Deanna was not a runner. And uh, over the course of these last few months for me, few weeks for her, um, we've really just fallen in love with running. And we've come up at it from two different ways. Um, I came at it for originally, you know, the challenge of the canine biathlon. And then I also had these and they still do have these big goals of climbing these gigantic mountains and I need to get there faster. So trail running kind of became the way that I could do that. And then you came at it from a little bit of a different place. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I kind of picked up the whole trail running, running in general thing. Um, when a lot of the social isolation stuff started, um, I had a pretty hard time in the first couple of weeks with it because Uh, I'm a very much a people person and realized a lot of my energy comes from the people around me. Um, And a lot of my activities are people based. So my ballroom dancing, my um, softball teams that I play on, things like that. I just was lacking like an activity to do. So uh, running kind of became something that I told myself that could help me stay fit, but that was a solo sport that I could really start to challenge myself and um, kind of jump into the like thing that scared me um, that we talked about a, c- a couple episodes ago now uh, faster than I had anticipated. Um, so for me, it was just kind of like an, an out- outlet to 
to exercise, to get some of the like tension and anxiety and stress out. Um, and just be able to challenge myself in, in a way that I can't really do with other activities right now, um, given our current environment. So with that said, today's episode is going to be the beginner's guide to running. So, um, I've, (laughs) I'm the veteran of this course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that very, very loosely. Um, I have been around running and trail running particularly because my family's ultra athletes. I've been around a lot. So I do have a different kind of take on a lot of things. I know a little bit too much sometimes and you get the beauty of not knowing some of those things, which is actually, I'm kind of jealous. Um, so we're going to talk today about, um, just some beginner guides, because I think like Deanna, I've seen so many people on Instagram start running. It's these times, like people need the outlet, people, gyms are closed, people want to want to find a way to stay fit. Um, they need to get out onto trails or out into the road away from people. So we thought it was a great time to share a little bit about our guide, our intro, I guess, and how we've tackled being beginner runners, because it's not the end all be all. Let's be real. Like the method that we both use isn't for everybody, but I think it's a method that not a people, not a lot of people know about. So, um, Deanna, since I taught it to you, do you want to teach it to them? (laughs) Sure. Um, so, you know, even in, a short month when, you know, the month I've been running now, um, I've seen a lot of progress because of this style of starting to run that I learned from Michelle. Um, and I think it's a great way to get into running. Um, at first I actually didn't listen to Michelle and then I just tried to go like balls to the walls and be like, I'm going to run a mile and see what happens. And I was totally out of shape and miserable. Um, so what I started to do was what Michelle taught me, which is EMOM. And what EMOM means, uh, is every minute on the minute. So what you do is you run for a minute and then you walk for a minute, you run for a minute and you walk for a minute. Um, so when I first started, I just did that for 20 minutes and did 20 minutes for a week. And I was like happy when I hit a mile. I was like, oh man, I'm doing stuff. This is so exciting. And then over time, I started to increase that duration. So I went for 30 minutes and then I went for 40 minutes. And then I started kind of going a little bit more for distance. So trying to get closer to a 5K. Um, But what the EMOM really taught me was like, you can take little breaks, take those one minute breaks to catch your. Uh, breath, catch your um, kind of like recenter, and then and that next minute hit it really hard again. Um, and what it's helped me do is really build endurance without getting discouraged and having the ability to like to gain duration as well through that. Um, and even now, that's something I utilize um, as I've started to run longer distances and longer amounts of time as well. And Michelle. Feel free to jump in if I missed anything, but that's kind of how I've been using it. No, and what's really cool is um, we recorded this episode a while ago, and actually we had some like total failure on flow because we had recorded it. So it's actually cool because 
now we're a few weeks later, probably, yeah, that was like your first week running really that we recorded that. So it's actually really cool because I can now explain two different thought processes behind EMOM because yours is very different from mine. Uh So Deanna's naturally got a faster pace than me. Neither one of us are speed demons. Like (laughs) team geriatric gerbil right here. Um, But I have a very slow pace. I am built for long distances. Like I start feeling good when most people are done. Um, Where Deanna is naturally faster than me. And so for her, she really loves in that minute pushing herself and then taking the next minute to really recover. And then, you know, really, really pushing really hard, recovering. Where for me, I use the EMOMs to really mimic trail running. Because when you're trail running, you're not going to be running the whole time. You, there, there's spots you can't, you know, super steep inclines, sometimes declines that are really rocky, you pass people. So for me, I EMOM even when I'm on the road because I'm going for more distance. Um, I don't necessarily, I'll I'll get faster over time just from running, but for me, the EMOMs allow me to cover a lot more distance. Um, So you can use them either way. You can use them, you know, when I first started, I was just like Deanna, like, oh my God, I made a mile. And it was like 20 minutes later. Um, yeah. <laughs> you same, know, like same girl, same. We could have walked that bad boy. Um, like I walked it faster, honestly. When I first started, I was like, same. I could have one hundred percent walked this mile faster than I just totally. ran it. <laughs> Sometimes I still feel like that, you know. Towards the end, you know, as I build mileage and I get these new mileage numbers up, sometimes that last mile, I'm like, why did I even emom? But it's partially mental, you know, uh-huh. pushing yourself, like. Even though I might not be pushing myself for speed, I'm pushing myself to do even more running minutes every time, you know? So mm-hmm. like I started out with like five running minutes. Now I'm running like 40 running minutes, you know, yep. if I'm out yep. there for 80 minutes or 50 times, you know, like I'm running half of a really long time now. So it works for both speed endurance. It works for endurance. It works to mimic trail running or even to go in trail running, you know, a lot of times in trail running, you'll run like three minutes and then, oh crap, I hit a technical spot and you walk. So it's very, for me, that's what I enjoy about trail running. Um, And I actually shared an article with Deanna that was like something about if you walk, you are a trail runner. And I loved the article. Like it was so cool. And we can link that. Um, It was a, a trail runners magazine because it talked about how that's, that's part of the culture, like embracing that. And anytime I tried to run prior I felt like I could never walk. And when I would get to like three miles, which was like the max I ever covered, I'd give up. Yeah. I'd quit. I'd walk away because I hated every minute of the three miles anyways. And then I couldn't ever run past it. So now that I'm e-momming and I'm embracing that walking and I'm embracing the ability to walk or the ability to run longer if I want, it just made it more fun. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing to point out. So I have two two points to make based on what you were just saying. Um, one is how you utilize EMOM, right? It doesn't necessarily mean you have to walk 
a minute, run a minute. So what I've started to do a little bit as well, especially when I'm trail running, is exactly what Michelle said. Um, I'll take advantage of areas that are maybe downhill or nice flat Beautiful, glorious single track yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or these what you call single track which I had no idea what that was but they're like these beautiful like one person with little trails that are perfect for running but um you know I'll utilize those downhills or those really nice flat areas with a beautiful trail and I'll do two three four minutes even sometimes straight and then I'll take the the next minute off to recover because maybe it's an uphill or it's really rocky and I do need to you know pay way more attention to my footing so or take photos so (laughs) you know I have this little app on my phone and you can download them for free there's tons of them or if you have like smart watches there's a bunch of them that'll beep at you too but my little guy yells at me every minute um he has a name he, I just, I just say he's the little guy. I don't know what his, I haven't he's really Mr. Emom the other day. Mr. Emom. Okay. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Emom. Mr. Emom. So he gives you a warning at 30 seconds, which is kind of nice when I was first starting. Cause I was like dying after 30 seconds even sometimes. So it's just, it gave me a little bit of motivation. Um, but you, you know, you have the opportunity to utilize it however you want. Um, and as you get into trail running, utilize the trail and the imam together and to me that's been you know most um like the biggest like aha moment of like imam doesn't necessarily mean you have to do every minute on the minute it's like just giving you an opportunity to to work in the right kind of of breaks when you need them and it's great for beginning when it's that mental game of just running period but it's also really good uh, for runs that are hard because there are just some days that the easiest run feels like it's the hardest thing you've ever done. Yeah. And knowing, okay, I'm running three miles. This is going to take me this long. I need to run this many minutes. Like you can do these like mental games in your head and it actually gets you through it. It helps you grind it out. So yeah, moms are a fantastic way to start. Um, there are also so many good programs. If you are a person who likes to just straight run, um, couch to 5k is a great free app that you can get. Um, because it does utilize starting. It, it uses a version of like a walk run program, uh, which works for a lot of people. I just don't like straight running. So yeah. And it doesn't work for me. That, that's a really good point. But, um, you know, the, the one other thing I was thinking about was, uh, you know, when I, before I started running and even kind of now I don't love running. Like I don't love the act of running. I don't feel great most of the time when I'm running, but what I've fell in love with is trail running. And I run on the roads now to practice for the trail. Um, and I think, that's one thing that we should probably share with everyone is kind of the difference between the two, um, between just running around your neighborhood and, you know, seeing if you can make it to the mailbox in the next 30 seconds versus, um, you know, trail running and not to say that road running is bad. I just need distractions. (laughs) Yeah. I think, and I, I don't know that there's actually like massive differences other than most likely you're going to have to do both. Um, even though I live right next to a trail system, I run on the road a couple times a week because sometimes I'm working on speed. 
So sometimes I'm doing sprints and things. Sometimes I only have 40 minutes and I just need to jump out my door, get my three miles in and come back in. Um, it's hot right now. So sometimes you got to get it in before the sun gets up. So a lot of people will have to do both. For me, the reason why Imams worked on road is I'm like you. I love trail running. Trail running is my thing. Put me out in the desert, put me out in the mountains. I'm distracted. I'm trying to stay upright so it doesn't hurt. My body doesn't hurt as much as it hurts on roads. But the truth is I can't get on a trail every day. So I can't go get that epic trail running every day. So I do both. And Imams get me mentally through road running. Yes. And that's a huge, huge tip for me as well. Cause originally, like when I started to try to run, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to make it here running and I'm going to try to see if I can keep running until the, you know, the electric box over there or whatever. And what Imam helps me do is keep that pace and keep going. Um, and it's just like instructions. Sometimes, you know, especially if you're a super type A person like Michelle and I are, it's nice <laughs> to have someone else tell you what to do. Yes. So it's, it's nice. It's mindless. The thing beeps, you start running, it beeps again, you walk, it beeps again, you start running again. It does so. let you get into that flow, which is what I get in trail running. I mm -hmm. get in a zone. But for some reason on road running, I don't get in that zone, but the, the little watch beeping, it helps me kind of like, I, I only pay attention to that. You know, yep. that, that's what I, not the fact that everything hurts and I'm dying, um, you know, cause road running just, it's not my thing. It's just not my thing. Um, so for our beginner runners, um, what are, from your perspective, Michelle, what are the first couple things that beginner runners need to consider in terms of gear? <laughs> Welcome to the most expensive free sport ever. Um, <laughs> I'm finding that out really quickly, Michelle. She's just figuring this out. Um, so I say that half jokingly, um, and only because you truly, if you have a good pair of shoes and a water bottle, go, 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 do your thing, have at it. But I have learned the hard, hard lesson of not wearing the proper shoes, of what can happen to your feet when you don't, and your knees and your hips when you don't yep. wear the good <laughs> shoes. So if I, if you had to buy anything, um, like if you could only, you're like, okay, I can only purchase one thing to get running, get good shoes. Um, soul sports in Arizona is my go-to to get fitted. Um, they will, you can actually try on shoes and run in them. Like they let you take them out and run. Um, they, they know their, their thing they're, they're They know their business very, very well. Um, and there's lots of other stores like that all around that will help you pick the right shoe. And as a beginner, you know, I went in and we all know I was recovering from my broken toes and just putting my foot in a shoe hurt. And I was so like told the guy, I want trail shoes. I want trail shoes. I want trail shoes, but every trail shoe hurt my toe. So he, he, with his wisdom said, let's focus on your toe, not hurting. And let's get you in a pair of shoes, even though they're road shoes that don't hurt your toe so that you can run. Yeah. Um, so they'll talk some sense into you too is what I'm getting at. Um, so definitely shoes. 
if you are 50-50, a lot of times you can you can get away with like one nice pair of trail shoes. You know, you can wear trail shoes on the road and the trail. Um, or if you're like me and you needed that first shoe to just feel good because maybe you're you're injured or something's not feeling right, you can get roadies and trail shoes. I have both. Um, it there is a little nice factor in that, and that my shoes will last longer because I'm wearing them for only certain activities. So definitely shoes. Um, after that, I mean, really, this is all just the bougie stuff. Uh, yeah. It's you know, it's not. <laughs> It's, we joke that it's the most expensive because shoes aren't cheap. You know, I think both of my shoes were the low hundreds to the mid, you know, 150s, uh, brand new. If you, if, if I would have gotten like the, the most recent edition. So yeah, I, I was going to say, I definitely I <laughs> bought last year's, like, so I bought trail running shoes. Um, and I think there's a benefit to having, if you do plan on running trails to have trail running shoes, just because they do have certain traction. features. Yeah. They have really good traction. And they, rock plates. If you live in Arizona, you want rock plates. Yeah. They have plates in them that, um, you know, you're not going to get poked by the pokey rocks, but, um, you know, I went for last year's model of the same shoe that I wanted and mine were like $80. So you can definitely, um, you know, help yourself out by getting like last year's models and things like that, just like anything else. Right. Um, that's what I did for my trail running shoes. And then actually the other thing, which I've come to love is my, um, trail running or like the running water pack that I carry with me now. Um, so I have a Nathan, is it water vest? Are they like vests? What do they call them? Vest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have my water vest. Thank you. Yes. Um, Nathan but, is the brand. So it's Nathan sports Inc. And they're made for runners. So they just tighten down on your chest so that you don't have like that bouncy flop, flop, backpack flop, flop, thing yeah. going. Uh, and it's really super lazy in the water attachment. Like goes to your shoulder. So you literally can just like stick your head over and I'm doing this. If you could see me, I'm doing this um, and like drink right off your shoulder. Yeah. So that's, that was, um, for me, I think it was like a $50 investment. So you can, again, I think I got like last year's model and kind of one of the not as super fancy ones. Um, I think I have a liter and a half, um, capacity on mine and it has little pockets. Um, but it's super, super lightweight. So very different from like a, a normal backpack or something like that. Um, and it's just been really nice to be able to throw that on my back and just get out and run. Um, it's, it's nice cause I, it's easy to use with Tula as well. Um, so if we need to pause and she needs a drink, I can just give her some directly from the, the pouch. Um, and just, I guess like squirt the little like mouth nozzle at her and she'll just gulp away. So, um, you know, and definitely something that you can invest in uh, once you get, get going. And even the same brand, Nathan and Camelback actually both make really nice. And I don't even think you've seen mine yet to know what I'm talking about. They make these handheld bottles that have like mm -hmm. these little, um, packages, like things to put your hands in. So basically it's like a thumb holder hand thing, holds your keys, holds everything. And you don't really have to like hold it while you're running. That's great. They're like $15 on Amazon. If you're a brand new runner that's maybe only getting like a mile and a half in, that's all you need. Spend $10, $15. Heck, hold your water bottle. If, oh, yeah. That just has For always sure. driven me crazy. I like the ones that like slide on my hand. 
Um, so there's that, you know, and then if you're wanting to go out on the trails, highly recommend Nathan Vest's, um, I got spoiled. My brother bought me my fancy schmancy one that just holds a little more water and a little more things, which for my needs, I'm going to be out, you know, sometimes four or five, six hours. I do need more water. I do need more capabilities to put, you know, food, <laughs> food. I need food. <laughs> Um, so other than that, you know, for me, I have found a love of really nice running socks as well. Um, I bought Deanna her first pair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting everybody hooked. Um, so I like the brand Belega. And then I recently, due to my uh, foot problems, started wearing knee high compression socks. Um, and, you know, uh, I wasn't gonna mention this as beginners, but now that I just mentioned it, I think a lot of people quit running because they hurt. It uh -huh. hurts. Like their body starts to say, oh crap. I think it's like when you run, it's seven times your normal amount of weight on one joint when you're running. So like your foot the is really getting is seven to eight times the weight that it would normally get. So things do hurt. Um, and there are things to help that. So, you know, I'm recovering from this extensor tendonitis. I started wearing knee-high compression socks. Oh my good Lord. I wear them around my house. They are the most <laughs> magical things in the entire world. I look like I'm 80, but I love them. Um, so there are things that can help. So it's like you really, you're a newbie and you've tried and you really want to make this work and like something hurts. There are some things that can help you if you invest in them. Um, and I'm happy to help if you hop in my DMs. I, I know a decent amount about these compression things. Um, yeah. And I think a, a good point on that as well is like, I have knee problems and that was something that really concerned me about running. And I think the thing that I've had to embrace is um, taking days off. So I run four times a week usually now. Um, so I, for the most part, still have, you know, an every other day kind of a schedule. Um, just because, you know, yesterday I went on a four mile trail run and I felt my knees afterwards. They were kind of screaming, um, cause I did a lot of uphill and then a lot of downhill, which is a lot of impact. So, um, today I just completely took a break. I didn't do any exercise. Um, I just did a little bit of stretching to, to keep things fluid and, and loose, but, I had to learn it's okay to take a break and if you need two days to recover, that's fine too, but you just need to listen to your body a little bit as well. And for me, that was my lesson. Um, you know, obviously Michelle had a little bit more of an extensive, um, injury that she has to actively, um, you know, try to treat while she's training still. But, but for me, it was a little I bit don't more rest. About yeah. Well, also maybe she needs to wrestle a little bit more. So take, do take your own said. advice, Michelle. Do it. I didn't say that advice. You, you told me to, I needed to, <laughs> to, um, not run every day and make I sure I was I do taking care of my knees and all that good stuff. So I'm just relaying yeah. the message to our listeners. I, I know I'm just, I'm just teasing, but no, you bring up a good point. Like for new beginners, I highly suggest three times a week like three, work your way up to four. And sometimes even that fourth, just go for like a power walk. I am yeah. all about the power walk. Like keep your, your heart rate up and keep breathing heavy for that entire time walking. Um, it, it does the body wonders um, for that, like learning about the time on feet and getting your body used to that impact. Um, especially if you're on the road, it's or sidewalk or whatever. Um, it's a different kind of impact. So 
But other than that, that's gear. You need good shoes. And then the rest of it's just bougie stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's just the add-ons. Um, so pretty easy sport to get into. But once you get hooked, things can get expensive if you let them. Or you want them to. <laughs> I love it. But beyond that, I mean, truly for beginner running, um, it's a very simple thing to get into. It's, um, I, I want to talk about the community a little bit because uh, you, you got a taste of this virtually. And I think this is why a lot of people want to run. Um, it's not just for fitness, it's to belong, it's to have a community, it's to find new friends. It's, you know, I'm looking for a mountain man who runs, like, <laughs> you know, it's opportunities to meet new people. Um, so tell me a little bit about your experience with, um, I guess, let me back up because I, if most of y'all follow us on Instagram, so you know what the heck we just did. Um, <laughs> but maybe you don't. So Aravipa Running is a local running group here. And, uh, you know, we talked about the do things that scare you. Deanna had wanted to run a 5K, I think the Pats run. Did you want to do Pats run? Yeah, I wanted to do Pats run. And then I wanted to do a 5K in October with you. That was, those are my okay. two goals. So those were the last things we talked about. <laughs> um, and then COVID happened. And life kind of went a little wonky. And we we both really... I needed something to focus on because the biathlon was gone and I was devastated that I didn't get to take like all this hard earned training and put it to any good use and you needed your anxiety outlet. So we signed up for Aravipa Strong, which was a virtual race and you got a taste of that community. And so yeah. just tell me how it <laughs> felt to like be a part of that community and were you even looking for that or was that just a bonus? Um, for me, it was an added bonus, um, because in reality for me, I, I feel like I have a pretty solid community in my ballroom dancing, my work friends, you know, my softball team, you guys. Um, so for me, it wasn't really like, oh, let me go find another group of people that I, I can, you know, hang with or find a community that I can be part of. Um, but I, I think that's definitely become an added bonus and I'm actually incredibly excited to hopefully soon be able to do like an in-person race with them to really like embrace the community because, um, you know, so let's be real. 5k for a lot of people is, a, <laughs> I know just, where you're I going. Know, I, know. I know where Give you're going. <laughs> 5k for a lot of people isn't a super crazy distance, right? Like some people can do it in their sleep. And for some people like me, I still can't run the whole thing. I emom through it and I'm okay with that. Like I'm pretty proud of myself. You, you know, it's, it, it, I'm not, I'm never going to be like a, a seven minute miler or anything like that. Most of us won't be, um, but you know, it's, when you're, when you're looking at a race like this, like 5k was the lowest entry level. And then you have people who are running ultras and doing like a hundred miles. So 
it's insane. And you're thinking to yourself like, oh man, I'm doing a 5k and some chick is running a hundred miles, right? Treadmill. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So you think it, to me at the beginning, it was actually a little, like a little bit intimidating for that reason. But what I got to see through the process of like signing up for this race, watching some of their YouTube videos that they were posting, um, kind of seeing their feedback even on like social media, um, like they are such a welcoming community and everyone is treated equally and everyone, like they're excited for everyone. Like they posted or they commented on my stuff that they were so excited that I was doing my first 5k and they can't wait to see me in person. And it, it just felt like very welcoming and warming, um, to the soul, especially in times like this, when you just, you know, you're not around a lot of people. Um, so from that perspective, I think it's going to be a really awesome community that I hope to continue to be part of. And, um, you know, so Michelle over here, sneaky little turd. Um, I wasn't so, even meaning me. I, well, was I know, meaning. but I think what your intent was by doing what you did this weekend for me was to give me a taste of the community, right? Um, so Michelle over here ran a 10 K, uh, I ran a five K our whole plan had been to, um, not run together because, um, you know, Phoenix has a little bit more, um, of the drive in him and he wants to herd. So it makes running for Michelle a lot more difficult when he's trying to chase me. Hard to stay upright. <laughs> yeah. So our plan was always to like run opposite directions or, you know, I'd start first, she'd go later or vice versa. So that way we didn't have to run with each other. Um, so here's, you know, Saturday morning, we just, we're getting ready. We're getting dressed. We're camping by the way. So by getting dressed, I mean, we're just like trying to put clothes on in a tent and whatever. Um, but you know, Michelle's like, Oh, great. See ya. Like, and I take off and start my 5k and I'm just like, I've finished my 5k. I'm at this Creek and I'm like, Oh, great. I'm going to let Tula run around a little bit. And then I, I slowly start to walk back. Cause I'm not expecting Michelle for at least about another half an hour. Um, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'll have time to, to, to see her when she gets back. Um, or like to get to the campsite before she gets back and, and be there to congratulate her. And then I see Feeny out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, oh shit. And in my head, I'm like, if something happened, I'm going to walk this 10K with her. Like, we're going to make it happen. It's happening, right? So that's how I first started. And then I start seeing these like neon signs posted on trees. With duct tape. With duct tape, <laughs> shiny duct tape. And there are all these like lovely little messages and posters that are super encouraging. Um, some of my favorites I think were like, you know, smile, you paid for this. Um, you know, I think the other one was like, you thought I said rum, didn't you? <laughs> um, and, and Michelle was waiting for me at the campsite with, um, my Aravipa strong metal, um, and music and some snacks and stuff, and all these signs. And, um, to me, you know, from what she described to me is like, that's the kind of community you get to be around in, that like running community as well. Um, aside from the fact that I was like, Oh, this is so cute. It, it kind of <laughs> gave me like a, a taste of, um, you know, the supportiveness of that kind of community. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, from a, from perspective of someone who loves to be around people and loves that kind of stuff, like it kind of just gave me a little extra fire that, um, 
you know, this is maybe, maybe I'm finding a new group of people. I'm, I'm, I'm like, (laughs) but I love what you said at the very beginning. And it's why I asked you this question, because I think as a beginner runner, you doubt yourself, you doubt your abilities, you follow these people on Instagram, you see, you know, if you sign up for a race, you see all these people running sub, you know, under seven minute miles, you know, like you feel inadequate. And that's all on you because it's how no one else feels. Um, and that is the beauty of the majority of the running community. Now, I am yeah. sure there are those out there that aren't as welcoming, but for every event I have ever been to, every person I know in the community, it doesn't matter how fast you are, how slow you are. It matters that you did it. You know, you got it done. and that is more than so many other people are doing. And so they want to welcome you in. And as a new runner, um, I tell people a lot of times, put your money where your mouth is, you know, (laughs) sign up for something because it gives you that motivation if you need it, or it just gives you like the actual end date. So put your money where your mouth is, sign up for a race. But I think a lot of people stop at that race part because of their intimidation. So I love that like even virtually Air Viper was able to give you that glimpse of that community. Um, You got to see how much fun they had with social media and how people around the globe were all doing this. That your 5K was just as celebrated as the girl who ran 100 miles on her treadmill. Yes, this happened. Yeah, there's um, also a lady who ran a hundred miles literally in hallways in her house. That sounds oh devastating. God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so no, I but, love that you, you know. have that because I but I do. I you know, this is such a weird, strange world we are in, but there are still ways to be involved in the community and get out there and the virtual series, you know, I knew that I would like it because I know a lot of these people. Like these are people that I've met, I've talked to, I've seen a lot, but I'm so happy that as a total newbie, as somebody they've never met, that you got that as well. So I highly encourage, you know, if it doesn't matter where you are in the world, if you're like, oh, hey, I'm a new runner, I love this idea, look up Era Vipa Rice Air Running. Um, they have a whole new virtual series coming out and they'll welcome you in and then you'll have a, a little little goal to work towards. Um, yeah. And just like Michelle said, I am so big on put your money where your mouth is now, because (laughs) I feel like in general, you always, accountability is so important. And I feel like when you invest money in something, you stay more accountable to yourself and to your goals. And it's a lot harder to say, meh, whatever, when you just threw down $50 for an entry fee, right. Or $40 or whatever. Um, so from that perspective, like if you're thinking about starting up, just like Michelle said, there's a lot of virtual stuff going on right now. Um, I'm sure you can find tons of local stuff as well. I've, I've seen things popping up on my Instagram feed. Um, but like Michelle said, Aravipa is doing a series, um, basically throughout the entire, over the next like five months. Yeah. Um, it's their summer so. nighttime series. They run it every year and they turn the whole thing virtual. So yeah. One and you don't have to run it at September. night. 
No, you so, do not. You do not. Um, so for those of you who are scared of trying to run a trail at night, AKA yeah. me, um, you do not have to do it like in pitch black or anything. You like would that, if but. it was racing season. For so sure. I actually love this, that, um, that another great thing is nobody's going to judge your time. Yeah. Like, so if you're really nervous about like doing a 5k, cause you're like, Oh, I am an hour 5k or who cares? There's nobody that's going to judge your time. So yeah, these are great races, but no, you don't have to sign up at night um, or run at night. Sorry. Um, but I highly suggest you like attempt part of it in the dark. I'm going to. So we'll see. <laughs> and we're not going to be together because we're going to be totally different distances. So um, yep. we are going to do it. Um, but there is one more before we discuss our next steps. I realize we totally miss nutrition. Totally miss nutrition. Um, so we've talked about gear, we've talked about community, we've talked about how to get running, but what do you need to eat? Do runners need to eat? Do yes. you need to worry about it? Yes. Kind of, sort of. As a new runner, I'd say no. Most new runners, um, you can go out for an hour with nothing in your system and you're fine. Like, you, you could roll out of bed. So my point to this story is you don't, don't stress. Like, as a new runner, like, don't get all weirded out about, oh, I got to have gels and shoes and blah, blah. You don't, you, you don't got to do it. Um, it's, if you, you feel weak, if you feel like, oh, I can't get the energy, like have a piece of toast, have a banana, have a couple dates, like have a few little things before you go. But like, you don't have to make some crazy nutrition shift to become a new runner. Um, you know, there are, energy drinks if you need to drink in the morning, you know, like if you need a little, a little buzz, but for the most part, uh, nutrition wise, um, I run completely fasted. Um, well no longer because I'm over the hour mark. So, um, and that's what I based it on is I was good till an hour. And now that I'm over that, um, I've started doing a couple dates before I leave the house. And then I have like, half of banana too sometimes. So quick carbs, quick, simple carbs. If you're going to have anything before you go, um, do you eat before you run or are you a fasted runner? I do. Um, so I've always known I cannot exercise in the mornings without having food in my okay. system. I get super gassed, super fast. Okay. Um, and for me, um, I usually have to eat a little bit like earlier. So if I'm just waking up and going, um, I've also been doing like half a piece of toast with a little bit of like peanut butter or something that's yeah. a little bit more high in the protein. Um, actually the last time I went running, I got up around five and I had one of the, um, stroop waffle thingies you gave me the, the stinger, honey stinger. Is it yeah. what are they called? Yep. Honey stinger so, is the brand. Yeah. So there are little, um, options you can do for running. I think they're pretty, they're not like super high calorie, but for me, that was like a perfect, um, amount of like energy to have just a, you know, quick little bite. That's not making my stomach feel super heavy or anything, but guilt gives me a little bit of boost. Um, and that, that's probably about the same as like a half a piece of toast. I just had those readily available. So I was like, Ooh, they're look, fun. I'm going to try one of these. <laughs> and they're fun. Um, yeah. And no, you bring up a really good point though. Um, you know, so I recently started with a performance nutritionist because I do have a lot of stomach issues and obviously with the Hashimoto's, I have to be really careful and you need to run with food. 
I can run without. Um, and so one, pay attention as a new runner. Um, for me, most likely I've become very good at fat, uh, fat adaptive, I think is what he called it, where I can actually utilize my fat on runs. But that also is one of the reasons why I'm not really fast because I'm not using carbs. Um, so huh, I learned another reason why I'm kind of slow. Um, so we're trying to get me over to be, to utilize carbs. So that's why he's like, okay, quick, easy, you know, sources, we'll get your body using those. And that does let you get that like little pickup. So two totally different people, like I'm trying to be a little more, um, you know, heavy on the carbs, I guess, um, before I do it. But for most people, something simple, half a piece of toast, a banana, a couple yeah. dates, um, give yourself a good 20, 30 minutes before you go try to run. You know, you don't want it sloshing around there. I wouldn't suggest after a meal, maybe like 90 minutes, probably after a meal. No um, coffee. Did that yeah. once. Not good. Yeah. You know, I use, that's when I use a little like half scoop of, um, uh, pre-workout. Thank you. Got you. She's, she got it out of my head for me. Um, I, in my little, like if I'm just going around the neighborhood and I have my little water bottle, I just put like half a scoop in there so that I'm drinking it throughout the, the run. And that's yeah. actually seeming to like, give me that little sugar boost. Um, but other than that, guys, seriously, it is so simple. Put a pair of shoes on and socks. Socks and shoes. Yeah. Oh, if you don't wear socks, I don't know who you are. That's just so weird. Maybe <laughs> some clothes. Like clothes might help. There and was also a guy who ran uh, naked. <laughs> naked for the Air Viper race. The like on right? Or yeah. I, I don't know what it was, but In they had backyard. like a, a creativity category, right? Yeah. So like crazy people doing crazy shit. Yeah. But the other uh, girl, dude ran girl, butt naked. Yeah. And the girl who won ran three miles jump roping, which yeah. sounds exhausting to me. Yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. Like three miles is hard enough. Jumping rope sounds exhausting. Like then you could never shuffle your feet. And I'm totally a shuffler when I start to get tired. So, uh -huh. um, <laughs> but no, so yeah. So grab some shoes, put them on, go out, try the EMOM. Um, if you are on Pinterest, I have my full EMOM program on Pinterest under my name. It's, you know, super, super creative and simple like that. Um, that takes you start to finish. So, um, obviously I've gone on to other ones because we've set some really crazy goals, both of us. Uh -huh. So we're going to tell you about our next steps because guess what? Y'all keep us accountable. Um, so Deanna, what are you doing? <laughs> so, um, while I was still ahead of my Air Vipa strong 5k, I went ahead and I signed up for a 10K in November um, with Aravipa, the Whiskey Basin um, race that is in Prescott, Arizona. Um, and then I did the 5K and then I was like, huh, look, another virtual race. <laughs> so I went ahead and I signed up for the whole entire Insomniac um, race series that goes between May and September. And there are six races and there's like a gajillion different distances you can do for each um but my current goal is to try to hover around the 10k mark um they're all like really different uh because they base the distances on the trails that they would normally run in this in the various local um like parks and things like that um 
So I'm aiming between seven and 12 K for most of them. And then the one in September, my goal is to run the 15 K, but I have a question mark next to it on my sticky note. So worst case, I'll uh, be doing a seven K on that one, but we'll see. Like I I'm excited about it. Cause I love that. It's something that's challenge. Like I'm challenging myself in a way I never thought I would be. Um, it's, it's like only me that's accountable for it, right? Like it is me, myself, and I, it's not a team win. It's not a team loss. It's just like, can I play this mental game and just prepare for it physically? And can I get out there and just do it? So from that perspective, I'm super pumped. Uh, first one's coming up in like three-ish weeks, four-ish weeks. So yeah. And I'm going to drag Michelle with me on a couple of these because not dragging me she acts (laughs) like she's dragging me and I'm out there anyways so and and so Michelle what's your crazy thing that you've uh, signed up for recently (laughs) Uh, so I personally am not signing up for the whole series although most likely I will end up doing the whole series at this point just because why not I'm out there um my big goal, um, and that this is why I'm not signing up for the whole series, my big goal is November a 33K, uh, which is 20.1 miles. So less mm-hmm. than a marathon, people. I'm not, do, I'm not up there yet. Um, I'm also doing the Whiskey Basin. So that is signed up for, and um, I took a peek at the Insomniac series, and I will probably hover right around the 20K marks. I'm recognizing that I'm not going for speed on most of these. It is simply getting used to, for me, it's a mental game. Um, I know game day when it comes down to it, I will give everything I have, but getting those miles under my belt saying, Oh, I already did, you know, 20 K I did 25 K because there are no cutoffs. So I'm enjoying not having the pressure of having to hit cutoffs, you know, with a, with an in-person race, you have to make certain times to be able to move on. So like at different aid stations, if you don't make it, you're a DNF. So you're a do not finish. These virtual races, it's do as you start when you start, finish when you finish, yay you. So I think it'll let me get over those mental barriers of some of these bigger numbers Mm -hmm. um, without that pressure of having to hit the cutoffs. So uh, right now I have a very, I have a running coach. So I have a very detailed running plan. And yes, I'm one of those people. I like people to tell me what to do. I have no plan. I'm winging it. (laughs) Yes. I, uh, well, 33K, I don't know that you can. Oh yeah. I tried to wing that. There'd be a problem. Um, it would call be I would be done at the first aid station would be the problem. <laughs> I I'm out. Be like I made it six miles. Yay me! Um, so I do have a running coach um, who's who set a very detailed plan, and so I will most likely be doing every Insomniac series alongside Deanna because I will be out there covering some pretty big mileage, anyways. Um, I don't know why I'm not just signing up for the whole thing, but do it. I, don't, I don't know. Um, they're like 40 bucks. So I'm like, I'll do it each do month. It. Like whatever. It's just cheaper um, if and, you get them all though. Yeah. But I might be, I might be in Ohio in June. So okay. although my mom okay. would be like, just run it with me. Um, yes, she would. <laughs> mom, um, are you listening? Oh, of course she is. Of course she is. As soon as she sees running, she's going to be like, finally, my daughter is running. Um, 
but no, so that's my, that's my big goal. But again, our goals were different, you know, and I love that about us. Like you have, you definitely have blossomed into like really doing well with like the time constraints and pushing yourself for time. Uh, and that, that's like where you're like, you're loving life, you know? And I really love how freaking far can I go? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like the big numbers, I'm not going for like super speed. Like I want to get faster over time, but I'm not going for super speed. I just like the idea of how many miles can I put on my feet? Like how, cause basically that translates into how far in the mountains I can get. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so totally different mindsets, but so that's what we're doing peeps. And one thing that we haven't touched on, but I think that's a huge benefit of these virtual races as well, is if you like running with your puppy, yes, you run the virtual races with yes. your dogs, which Absolutely. like, you know, if you're on a trail run with like 50,000 other people, you can't just drag, you know, spot with you. So, um, <laughs> spot, I don't know. I just try to think of a generic <laughs> dog come? name. Um, (laughs) the spot run. Right. Um, but you know, it it was cool because both Michelle and I got to run with our pups in our races. Um, and in these virtual races, we'll be doing the same thing. Uh, I think it's going to be weird for both of us the first time we have to race without them. Um, so we'll have to get used to that, but you know, take, take the advantage of that, you know, take it as an opportunity. If you love running with your pup or you just like the moral support of having your furry creature with you, um, go ahead and run with them and sign up for a virtual race so you can run with them and have that like super fun experience with them too. Oh, Michelle, I lost your audio. I think. Oh, there we go. It's me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Technical it's, difficulties. I think I sat okay. on my um, my like my volume button. Nailed it. It's, I was like, I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's, but you you're right. You get so listen, people. We're just like gonna we're gonna like bully you into signing up. If you're a beginner runner, we want to see you. And if you're in Arizona, I think it would be amaze balls. And I'm just thinking of this. I'm just throwing this out here. Dee's never heard me say this we can do like a mini virtual club of adventure girls. Like we'll, we can start so our dumb. own little hashtag. We can start our own little thing. So if you're in Arizona and you are a new runner and you run with your pup and you want a little mini community with us, let's do it. Let's all sign up for a race together and let's do it virtually. Like, I love it. We can socially right? How distance. How fun could that be? Right? We can get t-shirts, people. We, Michelle's all we about love the our t-shirts. t-shirts. <laughs> we love our t-shirts. We do. We really want Team Geriatric gerbil t-shirts, but I feel yeah. like only two people wearing them isn't as cool as multiple people. Yeah. So where where are all our other <laughs> slow peeps that like to run? Holla. Yeah. Like, you- our new, like our new runners. Like, seriously, we would love to have you all along. Um, I hope this provided you guys with some good base information. If you learn anything, it's EMOM and good shoes. Yeah. And just have fun. Like don't, don't, um, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself and 
you know, don't feel bad about not hitting certain times. Don't feel bad about not hitting certain distances. And for me, again, that's why Imam was so good because I got to just set a time for that and just do that duration. Um, but at first I was really focused on like hitting certain times for miles and I still have goals now, but I'm, I'm very comfortable with just running and hitting what I hit. Like once I do that a couple times, I like to challenge myself a little bit, but don't feel, yeah, don't feel bad about running 12 minute, 15 minute, whatever it is, miles, because especially when you're out on the trails, it's different terrain. Your bodies are all different. Just be proud of yourself that you're getting out there and you're doing something because for every single time you worry about what you're doing and how good you are at it, think about all the people who are literally still just sitting on their couch, drinking a beer and eating freaking potato chips. Or so. Even for me, um, I, and I, I've taught D this as well. Um, at the end of a run, I take what I call a moment of gratitude. So <laughs> yeah. I take a, I take a breather. I breathe in, breathe out. I focus on how good I feel because even if I'm exhausted, even if it was the world's worst run, my endorphins are high, my adrenaline's high, I feel good and I feel proud because I just grinded something out if it was hard or I feel proud because, oh my gosh, for the first time ever, that was easy. So take that moment and focus on just how amazing it feels and give yourself so much grace because one, you're doing something amazing for yourself be very grateful because there are a lot of people who can't do what you uh -huh. are doing and want to do. I was one of those people for years. I was so sick that I couldn't even attempt to do some of the things I was doing that I'm doing now. So be grateful that you can don't diminish your ability. But, you know, I joke about being slow. I'm actually really not as slow as probably I think I am. Um, I run. I'm a runner. You're a runner. If you walk, you're a runner. If you run, walk, you're a runner. If you run seven minute miles, you're a runner. If you run 15 minute miles, you're a runner. If you walk the majority of your 6K, you're a runner. Um, the moral of the story is if you're out there and you're trying, you are a runner and embrace it and enjoy it and have fun with it. Yes. And we want to, we want to hear about it. Tell us yes. how you're going. Tell us how you're starting. Tell us what you're, what races you're signing up for. Um, so we can all hang out and, uh, be accountable with each other and maybe start this, uh, hashtag team geriatric gerbil thing finally with <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> it's just so great. So let me, before I hang up this call, let me explain where that came from because it's true. It came out of a runner's world magazine and he talked about how new runners should focus on running like a geriatric gerbil running slow and consistently is going to get you to success where if a lot of, a lot of new runners worry so much about pace so much about pushing themselves so hard that they lose the joy they lose they hurt themselves so he he said it i and i wish i knew the author i would share it i don't i saw it a long time ago and it always just stuck with me run like a geriatric gerbil and you'll have success. So team geriatric gerbil is actually a compliment. That better be the title of this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it will be because it has to be. On that note, 
get out there and run, share it with us. We would love to hear about it. And we will share a gazillion of our very cheesy Aravipa Strong photos on our Instagram. So head on over to AZ Girl and Her Dogs and Tula in the Desert to check those out as well as Instagrams at the Adventure Girl Podcast to see all of that fun stuff. And uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. Talk to you guys again soon. Bye, guys. Bye.